You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. It's nice. You know, a lot of times we talk about bad teams at the beginning of this, so it's nice to talk about a team that's... We could... We'll actually discuss at length if this team is good, but they're not, like, bad, bad, you know, like some of the other teams we talked about. Well, this team, I think... um, is of the team other than the Browns, which, you know, was a little bit of a, a, a troll situation and a unique situation because, you know, the Watson scenario, this team has the biggest yeah. disparity between your rankings and mine of any team we've covered so far. Ooh. Okay. You, so now, let us know what that is. Well, so I have it at seven, you have it at 12. And so we, we average out, we have them tied for ninth. So, mm-hmm. but I think seven and 12 are different because seven is, you know, basically a Super Bowl contender and 12 yeah. is, you know, it's a team that maybe was a playoff game. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd lucky to get in the playoffs. All right. So with us to talk about the Ravens, I think second year in a row. Is that right? Yep. That's correct. Second Jason year in a row. From the Married at First Sight podcast on the Rob is a podcast. <laughs> for Half I, I, can't, Speed. I can't talk tonight. I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> Apologies. Sorry. But, almost no one knows what the show is anyway. So yeah. it doesn't matter. No, my wife's a religious viewer. Uh, so welcome back to the pod, Jason. The Ravens last year, their injury luck was as bad as injury luck can possibly be. I mean, they, you lost your running back one in the preseason finale. In a, a few days later, I think you lost your new running back and your number one cornerback. Yeah, in we lost practice. Wasn't we it? lost our top two running backs. We lost our top cornerback. Uh, all of those were ACLs, I think. And yeah, all within a couple all of season ending, all out for the year. Yeah. The uh, the total adjusted games lost uh, due to injury, according to Football Outsiders, for the Ravens last year was 191 which broke the previous record by 20 games, which means even without the extra week, even at week 17, you would have already broken that record. Um, nevertheless, they were eight and three before the end of the season on a six game losing streak, uh, which led them out of the playoffs. And those included losses by one, 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 two, and three points. And they were without Lamar Jackson for basically five out of those six games and five out of those six games were against playoff teams. Yeah. So, you know, like like you said, injury luck is as bad about as bad as you can get at any given moment. One of our top players went down. So yeah, you know, I I it's hard to say. You come in and you say, well, you know, they had bad injury luck. Almost every team can say that, but I think the Ravens legitimately can say that. Like yeah. The last year. Well, and so my question is like, just assuming like progression to the mean in terms of injuries. I, I you know I have the Ravens ranked number seven. I think that's reasonable given you know last year we both had it in our top five. And so Akiva, you know, and I'm picking them to win the division. So Akiva, why are you like, why do you prefer Cincy? All right. So a couple of devil's advocate things. This team went eight and nine last year, but yes, while they had a lot of brutal losses, yes, while they had a lot of brutal injuries, 
they also had probably uh, in some ways, the luckiest win on the entire oh, calendar. Very lucky wins the first, over Minnesota, over Detroit. Lot well, I mean, yes, they relied on like a, a, a never to be repeated field goal. To, well, yeah, I, to beat, Justin uh, Tucker, a, I wouldn't say that for sure. I know. I mean, that's one of our strengths. Yeah. Like, but, but, no, I, we mentioned that they lost, you know, all those games by one, one, two points. They won a bunch of games like that the first half of the year. So that's yes, true. they yeah, that. they were they won two overtime games, including against your team. So, you know, they're they they had a lot of bad luck, but they oddly had some good luck, too. Mm-hmm. I just I, I think it's like I asked myself, how is this team better? I, I'll say this, though. I think like two of the rookies I'm highest on and I would have picked much earlier than they went, happened to have gone to Baltimore. So Tyler Lindbaum, who that happens every you know, year, I feel like before. Yeah, I mean, Ravens, yeah. the Ravens draft uh, draft strategies and draft values are bar none one of the top in the league every year. Yes, unless receivers are involved. Unless receivers are involved. Yeah. Even, you know, safety, obviously not a premium position, but, you know, there's, he's arguably the best player in the draft. So, but so Tyler, Tyler Lindenbaum is, is going to be at worst the starting center for the next 10 years and maybe a pro bowler. Wait, hold but on. But then they drafted at, at, a... at, at worst, he's going to be the starting center for the next 10 years <laughs> because the, Vi- the Vikings. Yeah, took I out, mean, he is. The Vikings took Garrett Bradbury yeah. a few years ago, and I was arguing with my dad and my brother about this. I actually went back and looked and they were right. I was wrong. Every review of the pick said, ordinarily, you never take a center in the first round, but Garrett Bradbury is a lock to be a starting center mm-hmm. for the next 10 years. Garrett Bradbury is the worst center in the NFL. He's garbage. So don't give me, don't give me that the worst case scenario is his starter for 10 years. The worst case scenario is he sucks and he's out in three years. All right. I'm fair enough. But so Lindbaum is was the, a great hopefully, value. but like, then the I know the best case it, scenario is or well, best case he's a Hall of Famer, but, but you know, well, it's a, upper it's a middle class scenario then, is that then, he's a starter for a decade. Then I know as UConn fans, so they had they had obviously their teams have been execrable, but they draft Travis Jones in the third round, who was taking on quadruple teams and making tackles, and then and and it's I'm like why I go in the third round? He's like he's not he's a defensive tackle who's not really a classic pass rusher, so I understand maybe you only play half the snaps, limited value. Uh, Jason can attest to this, like the the all the veterans are like, what is the deal with this guy? He's like unblockable in practice. He's a third round rookie. He's already gonna you know be pushing. They're they're like, you know, solid defensive line for starting snaps like that's going to be he could be, uh, you know, he, he could be a, a, a rookie pro bowler as a third round defensive tackle like Travis yeah, he, Jones is really good. He's definitely standing out so far. And I mean, even if you go down further in the draft, like Isaiah likely uh, the tight end, he's standing out already. So he's, he's making the these fantastic grabs over like Kyle Hamilton, the, the first round pick. So. We already have something, somebody in the fourth, the late, late, late fourth round who's also going to be adding great value. Yeah. And they picked Charlie Kohler from Iowa State, who I liked in, in this team have 42 draft picks. I feel like they have, they have like li- at least one rookie, if not two. They have two second, they have two fourth round tight ends. They literally have like a rookie at every position. The Ravens really had okay, a lot so of draft can, picks. Can we, can we reset for a second here? Yes. So, yeah. key, uh, so okay. Yeah. So I pointed out why, you know, I have him at seven, you have him at 12. Yeah. And then you started by saying, why are they better than last year? Then you proceeded to ex- give reasons why they're better than last year. And last year you had them number three in your preseason. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I was just three. I was just giving a, a couple of things that two, I noticed the for last week. I, I do think, I do think like they're going to have a problem. And, and they, this happened last year. There are going to be weeks against above average defenses where they're going to have a problem moving the ball consistently because the receiving room is an embarrassment again. Yep. And I, I, you know, I, but, I just, but, I, but, but I guess you could say it's worse than last year because they got rid of um, Hollywood. Yeah. It's worse than last yeah. year. Yeah. I didn't you know, do anything it, to try even fix it. It, it is really frustrating. Like, and you know, we've just talked about this. The Ravens front office does a great job year after year, but like the one huge hole has been finding Lamar weapons. 
And like right now, the starting receivers on this team are Rashad Bateman, David, Devin DuVernay, and James Proch the second. Like that could be the worst set of receivers in the league. I think it might be. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a case. And, and Mark Andrews is great, but he's not enough. And the return for Brown was great also, honestly, in the trade. But like, how does that help Lamar win now? And I just I just don't get like, why did this team? They had a great draft, but why nothing at wide receiver? Jason, you don't hate Mark Andrews, do you? Because I know Chappelle has like a yeah, rational hatred for Mark for Mark. Yeah, Andrews. I don't know yeah. why Chappelle hates yeah. Mark Andrews. I love <laughs> Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews like almost single handedly won me a fantasy league last year, so I cannot hate against Mark Andrews. And have, like thirteen hundred yards or something. Yeah, yeah he does drop ridiculous. like once in a while. Have a bad drop, and but yeah. but the guy gets open on every play. So Mark Andrews, I love. So, but I mean, like one superstar target on offense does not a great offense make. You know, so it's it's going to be an issue. Bateman is an up comer. He flashed a little bit last year. But I don't know if he's a true number one. Uh, so that's going definitely going to be. He an was issue. in Minnesota. Was that? Yeah, he was in Minnesota, but different kind of offense. Right in the middle of the Big Ten. And you know, Duvernay and Prochet have been around for three years, and they can never beat out the washed-up veteran we would, you know, always sign every year. Like there's Brian to the world. Yeah, yeah. Brochet has 17 catches in two seasons in Baltimore. Yeah, and Duvernay is more of a punt specialist than anything else. Um. Let me ask you, how frustrating is it as a Ravens fan? Just like you see these like trolls and mouth breathers, but like the unnamed DC in the Mike Sandel quarterback rankings, who's like Lamar can win 12 MVPs in a row. He's not like it's so infuriating to me. And I'm not even a Ravens fan. Like he arguably had the greatest season we've ever seen in the history of the league a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, he's a special he's a special talent that can't be denied. And I don't know why it's it's been shown and proven time and time again when people think they have him beat. He still goes out there and and wins, you know, wins these games with these magnificent feats. Uh, So it is really weird and frustrating for people to be so down on him like that. And it's one of the reasons I I so disrespect, like, don't care about the Mike Sandel quarterback ratings, which um, I heard someone say it is the highest rated. It's like the most clicked article on The Athletic every single year, not just football for like all of The Athletic. And, you know, I understand I, Sandro does his homework. He talks to all these defensive coordinators and coaches and GMs, but a lot of those people are complete morons. Case in point being the guy who says Lamar Jackson's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, I just, I don't understand why people make such a big deal about that article. It's very frustrating to me. The Keith Chester quarterback rankings are much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, yeah, it is interesting. That is, that is like funny clickbait. I wanted, I, I want to ask uh, uh, Jason. So Kyler Murray, signs a 260 million dollar contract right like yeah. you know on condition that he that he practices and studies and you know does his homework yeah it sets the market as because lamar jackson is now in the final year of his contract yep they have there has not been a lot of buzz that he's going to sign it i don't know what they're waiting for i don't know if the raven strategy is like let's make sure he's healthy at the end of the year and then we could you know, like buy another year of you're not going to find out if he's good or not. Like we know he's great and we know what he is. I just wonder if it's like, all right, let's just make sure he holds up for another year. There's no no rush, like whatever we're going to offer him. We could we could get him after the year. But I don't I like I, what do you th- how do you think it plays out? And I mean, are you comfortable giving Lamar, you know, three hundred fifty million dollars or, or whatever it's going to take to actually sign him long term? I think you bet. I, you know, I think they might be waiting because I think they might know that this maybe this year is not going to be the year so they can maybe even low bar it. Uh, for him after this year where we may or may not even make the playoffs again uh only only for lack but, but of hold on. But, but what does weapons. it mean lowball like there is no scenario in which lamar is signing any contract that is not the highest the, the number one contract in nfl history more than patrick yeah Holmes. but like, like, like he, could break, like he could break both million. his legs and all his acl well, i don't know if he's gonna break Mahomes. i don't know if he's gonna break Mahomes' record 
Right, but he's I not going to get like a three hundred fifty million contract. Maybe you get him for like like a Kyler Murray type of contract. But if he goes out there and wins there's the Super Bowl no this chance year, he you... would agree to that contract. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't imagine it. Um, I mean, what about those videos of Harbaugh talking to him a couple of years ago? Remember during the game, like you know, kids are watching you, you're changing history. Like, remember that? Yeah, I think uh, that went viral. I, I just like the worst case scenario for the Ravens would be if they somehow fuck this up and they have to franchise tag him next year and then they end up losing him sort of, you know, like the way Washington lost Cousins. And he's a million times better than Cousins. But I'm just saying, like, when you have a quarterback like this, you cannot let him go. And I just I, I, I'm baffled why he already doesn't have a huge contract. Yeah, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if something got done like by the start of the season, but I don't see it happening. There's not there's a lot not of buzz a, around that. There's yeah, been there's no, no buzz. buzz. So if but I, I agree, there's really been I can't remember the last first tier quarterback that they're that they that a team yeah, outside of like not talking about Brady and Rodgers and people who are 100 years old, but uh, who, uh, you know, with a young quarterback that the team was willing to risk even this late, because at this point, in theory, you could lose him. Right. And even if you're like, all right, we're going to give him 400 million dollars. There might be another team like maybe Pittsburgh is like, hey, we'll give we'll give him 400 million dollars. Come here. Oh, you know, like yeah. at, a, at a certain point, like you do risk losing him. Um, if, uh, you know, if, if you don't sign him and they're acting like uh, it's a fait accompli that, that he's going to stay. It is, it is unusual. There, I don't remember, you know, I mean, Drew Brees, like the, the, the charges list, but it, it's, you know, it's pretty risky to even to, like, like Alex said, he's not her cousins. It's risky to wait this long with a guy that good. For sure. Wait, and, and sorry, I know we're interviewing Jason, but I just need to come back to keep on this. So the reason that you dropped the Ravens from three in your preseason power rankings last year to 12 this year is because Marquise Brown is gone. Well, I think the re- I think the receiving room not being good highlights something else for me, which is and also I don't think I, I but I'm other not, than but other than Hollywood, how is it worse than last? Well, year? I'm not positive they're going to be able to like I, the secondary is fine, but I'm not positive they're going to be a lights out defense that can get that can rush the passer and a lot of their peer teams can. But I think the ultimate answer is like it is a stacked division. I mean, especially uh, if Watson is playing the final 11 games of the year. The vision, you know, the, the vision could be. I mean, the, the Steelers tough. are probably the worst they've been in some time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the, the, and, the Steelers yeah, are rock bottom stacked, of the division. But it's been, a, I mean, it's been a decent division for a few, uh, you know, a few years. You know, uh, you know, once since he sort of re- regurgitated themselves, which I guess just happened last year. So, um, yeah, let's talk about the defense for a second. I mean, last year's Ravens defense was the worst basically since the team came from Cleveland 25 years ago. Um, Wink Martindale's gone to the Giants. And you've replaced him with Mike McDonald, who was a defensive assistant for you know a bunch of years on this team. And then last year went uh, to Jim's brother, John, in Michigan, where the Wolverines had their best defense in like at least a decade. Um, like, how confident are you with McDonald as a defense coordinator here? I mean, I'm confident since he's been in the building already. And, you know, he's been with uh, with John's brother. So and he's, you know, hopefully he'll be one of these young, you know, ingenues. Uh, but I, I, you know, honestly, I can't say for sure. I don't pay a lot of attention to college football, so I couldn't really tell you. Um, but I mean, I'm hopeful for sure. I mean, at least not some old, like old person stuck in their ways like we've had for so long. So hopefully this is a good change for us. And I think with our secondary being, you know, re-upped again, because I mean, at the end of the year, we were playing like third string safeties out there that were, I, I can recall that Cincinnati game where they scored, I think it was like, what, 50 something points on us because they had, we had no one out there. So at least for this year, at the beginning, we've got most of our people out there. Yeah, I mean, they invested heavily in safety. We talked about Hamilton. They signed Marcus Williams to a big deal uh, from the Saints. So hopefully that should address the issues there. Akiva was talking about the pass rush. Pass rush really struggled last year. The only addition is Justin Houston, who A, is 33, and B, only had four and a half sacks last year. 
Um, you you drafted David Ojabo, the edge rusher, but he's hurt, might not play yeah. this year. Tyus Bauer, who was the best pass rusher last year, he tore his ACL in the last game of the season. I think it's Achilles, the last game of the season last year. Um, so you know who who's going to lead this team in sacks? I mean, Adafi Owe, I think, is probably a good uh, candidate for that. Um, you know, he's a he's a second year player. I think he's uh, really on the rise. Uh, Patrick Queen, I think, is also a good young player. I mean, they're the two. I think probably the two younger players on the defense or on the defensive line anyway. And hopefully, they can rise to the occasion. Otherwise, you've got kind of an aging uh, defensive line out there. Isn't Queen an interior lineman or def- yeah, uh, linebacker? Excuse me. Yeah, Queen's a linebacker, but I think. Yeah, Owe played in a different name, if I'm not mistaken, in college, right? I think, didn't he change his name before? Oh, yeah, he was Jason. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was Jason at, at Penn State. Um, they, I, I, they have a lot of guys that are, um, that are like solid, but I don't think, uh, I don't think they have they have a real like frightening Watt esque yeah, pass rusher. They're not going to scare anybody at all. Like yeah. we, you know, we haven't had a good like really really good uh, pass rusher in a while, so that's not where our strength is for this defense for sure. It's on the back end. Yeah, Humphrey and Peters are as good a cornerback combo, and with Hamilton and Williams, I mean, yeah, I, I, this this secondary could be you know a top five sec- secondary easily. Yeah, I, I think for sure that that's no doubt for me. If they, if everybody stays healthy, we have a a knack for you know our safeties and quarterbacks being injured a lot, so fingers crossed. It's really so a pretty young team, also. I think the Ravens have been like a veteran sort of oldish team for a long time. Yeah, this is one of the younger teams in the league. They really don't have a lot. Clay's Campbell is ancient. well, yeah, except on the edge where it's Campbell and Justin Houston. Yeah, but but I think but first of all, those guys will those guys you know aren't playing 100 of the snaps, so yeah. age matters a little bit less on the defensive line, I think. But yeah, I do think they're they're really everyone's really on their rookie contract basically in their fifth season or, or earlier. So it's not a that's not a typical Ravens team that a lot of times the Ravens and the Steelers are like the two oldest teams in the league. I, I do like what they did with the right side of the line, both Linda Baum and then Morgan Moses, the, the tackle, because, you know, you, you, you want Lamar healthy and you, and you need, you know, obviously a, a good uh, rushing offensive line. And I think they have that now. So, yeah, I mean, you've got Morgan and uh, Moses and Zeitler on that side. The tricky part is on that left side where we're, we're still waiting on Ronnie Stanley after, you know, almost two seasons of almost nothing. And then there's like a power struggle at left guard with uh, Tyree Phillips and Ben Powers, who neither one of them are anything to write home about. So that left side is going to be an issue if Ryan Stanley can't come back. Or yeah, Stanley was looking, right? He signs a huge deal, hundred plus mm-hmm. million dollars in 2020, and he basically hasn't played since, right? He yeah, he he, play, he got injured early. He played but, one game last year. I one think, game last got year, got injured. Yeah. yeah, yes, that's correct. And then the game the season before he played six. So. Uh, he, he, at that point, at, you know, the December 2020, people were calling the best left tackle in the league. Um, and then since then, he basically hasn't showed up. So, yeah, if with him doesn't really matter, the left guard is it's still a pretty solid line without him. It yeah. could you like you're saying it could be very could be very shaky because there's not there's not any depth. There's not that a lot of teams have backup left tackle. But even Morgan Moses was sort of the Jets uh, emergency sort of a play, um, insurance last year. Right tackle. He's a solid player, but he's not. Not a star, but uh, and also, I, I mean, as as Linda has Lindbaum looked good so far. Uh, he just got injured like uh, you know, uh, the other day, so he's only be out for like a week or two. But so far in camp, he's had uh, good good things said about him. So so far, so good. They they have this guy Slade Bolden. Alex, you don't know Slade Bolden, right? He was like one of the top recruits in high school for Alabama, and he was always like their fifth receiver. Like he was always behind like all these all all um. Uh, you know, like uh, all American receivers. And it would be funny if he like actually is like all right, now that he's not behind like Jerry Judy and then Devonta Smith 
and then Jameson Williams. It would be funny if he's like better for the Ravens than he was in college, just because he's like just got it's a worse pro It's a worse. It's like he's not used to being behind like such bad players. You know, it's like a worse receiver room than he has had since he was a freshman in 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 uh, in college. Akiva, okay, pop quiz: How many fourth round picks did the Ravens have this year? I think they had four, right? More. How many? Do you know how many they had? I'm not sure. Do you want to guess again? Is it five? More. <laughs> is, it, is it six? They had six fourth round. That's crazy. It's really it's, crazy. Well, I said they had two. They have two tight ends. Yeah. I don't know if they could both make they the team. They took a punter. But... Well, so let me ask. Oh, you, the punter. I didn't Jason, have, yeah. you know, we, we talked about Hamilton and, and Linderbaum, the two first round picks. Yeah. Other, and then we talked Ojabo, the second round pick. We said, you know, injured might not play very much this year, if at all. So who do you see after the first round guys as the rookie who's going to make the biggest impact this year? Uh, well, like I said, likely Isaiah likely the tight end is getting some really, really rave reviews out in camp. So I think that's probably a good way. If we, if we could get like a two tight end set type of thing, seeing as how we're deficient at wide receiver, that could be a good uh, a good thing for us. Falele also in the fourth round is an offensive tackle. Uh, he's getting really good reviews too. So I think those two could be good, uh, you know, good players for us. And don't discount the punter stout. I mean, we are <laughs> we are specialists in the specialist game. That's true. Yep. Is it um, funny Nick because I, no Harbo, no special teams? Yeah, yeah. The, it, it's funny because they the this draft had like the most hype punter ever, right? The punt god from um, was he San Diego State? I'm I'm playing on the rookie on the rookie punter's name, but he like he every punt was seventy was seventy yards. Um, what's his name? Matt something? As Nobody, uh, uh, Matt Areza, Matt Areza. But yeah, it's funny. So they, they picked someone else before him. They're like, no, we had our eye on a different punter. He still did get drafted, but. Um, he, he was the third punter taken because Tampa. Took he was the third the punter taken. Yeah. Also, they took yeah. Martin, the guy out of Georgia. Yes. Yeah, so. um, anyway, uh, let's, let's play the schedule game with Jason because ultimately come, you know, we, we argued, uh, are the Ravens a Super Bowl contender? Are they sort of like a fringe playoff team? Let's see what Jason has to say. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I just don't see why if you had them three last year, why you're dropping them all the way down. But, well, yeah. I mean, sometimes people make mistakes. Usually my rankings are canon like that's just mm-hmm. that's accurate. But it's so, you were too, so you were too high. on the I, last. Year. I mean, I had them three last year and then they had a losing record for the first time in a billion years, you know? Sure. But again, they had they were literally the most injured team they were, ever. They as were long devastated. As that day. Yeah. So yeah, you're totally devastated. All right. So let, let's play some know, schedule games. Honestly, the trainer might be the issue. With I need a whole new strength and conditioning set. Well, seems like there's it, a it, lot of ACLs being torn. Yeah, I mean, let's see this happen. You know, more than one year in a row before we yeah. start. Uh, you know, blaming things on the trainer. No, I'm teasing. It's yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking at the schedule right now. You guys have no 4 p.m. games. Everything is one o'clock or a night game. So well, interesting. They also they also start with the entire AFC East before, yeah. before the season. <laughs> four even gets a, yeah, bizarre. four in a row against the AFC East. Um, I'm looking. At, yeah, you're because you're. Yeah, the only West team you play is the Broncos. You play that at home. I'm like, why is no? Why are you not playing any games late? All right, so you start uh, in New York on 9/11 against the Jets. Akeem is very high in the Jets for some reason. Uh, yeah, I am not. I'm giving us a win for that. Yeah. All right, then you uh, go home face Miami. Last year, I think uh, that Miami Baltimore game wasn't that like a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. That was when you were losing six in a row and they were winning seven in a row late in the season, right? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you had blacked out by the time you. Yeah, there was no Lamar. You kept losing, and yeah, yeah. All right, so at home that was the Ra- that was the Dolphins scored a lot of points at the end of the game. Yeah. All right. So what what happens in week two here? 
Uh, Dolphins, I, I'm pretty sure we're getting a win on that. Tyreek doesn't scare me. Uh, Paired with Tua, and that's really the only real upgrade I think they got. So, yeah, give me a win for that one. All right, and then week three, you're at New England. Uh, give me a win there. I'm not scared of the Patriots. Ooh, okay. Can and they go through the can whole AFC? Sweep the division because week four, you face uh, Buffalo at home. Yeah, they cannot. It's a, it's a loss. I think. All there. right. So three and one against the AFC East. Interesting way to start the season. And then, oh, you play somebody from your own division in week five. Yeah. The Bengals. Sunday night football. Huge game. You're three and one. Uh, let's do a quick schedule game on Cincinnati. Uh, first four weeks, Cincinnati plays the Steelers at the Cowboys, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Are they also three and one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, so three and one Dolphin, uh, uh, Ravens, three and one Bengals battle for first place of the AFC North on Sunday night. Who wins? You know, I like the Bengals, so I think I'm going to take a loss on that. Oh, wow. So you lose at home, fall to three and two, and then you get to go back to the Meadowlands. That's always a great place to play yeah. for the uh, last decade. Uh, give us a win over the Giants. All right, so four and two, and now you come home, face the Browns. Uh, maybe Deshaun Watson's first game if the uh, suspension is not upheld. Uh, you know, otherwise, uh, you're... I mean, I, I'm of the thought that Deshaun's going to end up with a year. He's going to be gone for eighty for the yeah. year. All right. So, you're giving so yourself, I think you're I'm giving us a win, win there. Yeah. All right. So five and two. Um, and then you go at Tampa on a short rest Thursday night. Yeah, I, I just think, uh, you know, if Tampa is is still like fully like fully charged there, we're going to take an L on that. One. I just think they're too. They're going to overpower us. There. All right. So five and three. And now you have 11 days until you play Monday night football in New Orleans. Saints give us a win there. All right. So six and three, you go into the bye, and it's uh, so you have three straight wins, a couple of losses, then a bunch of wins in a row. Well, you lost Tampa. So ignore everything I just said. All right. Six and three after the bye. At ho- and this is sort of like the soft part of the schedule here. Yeah. Uh, Carolina. That's a win. Yep, All right. Seven and three. And then at Jacksonville. That's a win. All right. So eight and three, just like last year. So can you yep. get another win after, uh, Crashing and burning last year. Is Lamar healthy? Yes, we enter December. I think Lamar's healthy. Yeah. All right. So eight and three, you face Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Could be a, a game for playoff seating. Who knows? As we enter December week 13. Yeah, give me a loss on that one. All right. So I think that's your third home loss, also. So uh interesting. A home cooking not working for the Ravens this year. They lost at home to the Bills, the Bengals, and now the Broncos. Eight and four. And then you go at Pittsburgh. First game against Pittsburgh, and it's mid-December. Yeah, why so late? That's that's crazy. Well, because you're facing the whole AFC East. I guess, yeah. Give us a win on that one. All right, so that's and then um at Cleveland, I'm still assuming no Deshaun. So give us a win. Okay, even, so if, you, even if Deshaun's there, I'm not giving us the automatic loss. I'll say, so you, so you sweep Cleveland. You're up yeah, to ten Cleveland. and four, yep. and now uh, very soft at home against Atlanta on Christmas Eve on Saturday. That's a win. Yeah, eleven and four, and then at home against Pittsburgh, can you get the sweep on New Year's? Yeah, I think we can. That's a win. All right, twelve and four. And then you end 12 and four at Cincy, who already beat you at home. What's Cincy's record at this point? Uh, I think probably Cincy, you know, depending, I haven't seen their schedule, um, but, you know, they're facing us. They've already beat us once and they're facing the Browns and they probably have already swept them and swept the Steelers. So I think they're pretty good. I think they're probably like 13 and three. Wow. Maybe. Okay. So this, wow. So this game is, you know, not only for the division, but, but quite possibly for the number one seed in the bye. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm going to give us a loss. I think, oh, the, I think the Bengals sweep us this year. Bengals sweep the Ravens. All right, so 12 and five, probably the top wild card at that point. Yeah, right. Because you have to assume it's going to be very hard for a second team in in the West to get to 12 wins because they're all beating up each other. Um, 
all right. So, so then you're the top wild card, which, you know, m- maybe means you go to like Indy or something like that, or Tennessee or so, or I don't know, in week one, like, how do you define a successful season for this team? Because, you know, they won 14 games a couple of years ago. There's no question they can win in the regular season. Like, so w- w- what do you need? I mean, obviously you win a Super Bowl, but like short of that, like how, how would you define this season? Then the season, you know what? This is a good season. I think if we get into the playoffs, I think we're, I just think it's playoffs. a good season. Just, so 12 just and five and lose the first playoff game. That's yeah. I'm just nice. worried about our offensive firepower at this wow. point. Cause I mean, I haven't seen enough of JK Dobbins. When we saw JK Dobbins, it was nice. It was good. I, but it wasn't like, you know, blow my socks off. Good. So I'm not sure what to, what to think of that yet. Uh, as far as I'm concerned right now, we're just looking at Lamar and Mark Andrews as our, like what, as our weapons right now, Bateman, he'll probably be fine, but, like I said, I don't know if he's a number one. But you but. know what every hot take artist is going to be leading with on Monday morning if they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Lamar drops to, what is that, one and four in the playoffs. They win a dozen games again. You know, every year they win, you know, double-digit games, and then they, they can't win in the playoffs. Lamar can't win in the playoffs. He's not a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know. But, that, I mean, those things are all true. Oh, wow. We all really I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a, it's a like, foregone conclusion, but he hasn't shown it yet in the playoffs. Mm. All right, that, that is true. Yeah, I mean it's tough on Lamar, but it is fair. I I think I don't think so. <laughs> I, I also you look at the 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 playoffs last year with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals. You really do have to be able to score constantly. Yeah, and I saying. do think the issue that is there is not Lamar. It's just like I don't know, especially when you're going up against a better defense like Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know if the, if this team is going to be able to score at will. You know, yeah. trailing by ten in, in a playoff game. Like I said, I just don't think we have the firepower to keep up with these with these teams. I don't think my team has the firepower to keep up with these teams also, (laughs) to be honest. No, you don't say. It's for a different podcast. (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, let's let's do coach confidence ranking. I think Harbaugh, unfortunately, one of the more boring coaches in the league because he you know, we know what he is. He's good coach. Um, So uh, but uh, on a scale one to ten right now, where would you place your confidence with Harbaugh? One being low confidence, which is yeah, saying. one being like he's Adam Gase and 10 being his Bill Belichick. I mean, give me an eight. Like, I think I feel like these people all really believe in him. I feel like he hasn't he's never lost a locker room. I feel like he's made maybe unpopular decisions and he still has found like success. So I, I say an eight. It is that's really pretty, hard. I think that's we, that's not even so high for uh yeah. Like, but I, I, I feel like if I had this quarterback and, and coach con, uh, combo, I'd be much higher than Jason is. But they're spoiled. Maybe They've Jason's had it for like five, six years. Yeah, they are pessimists. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So you know, I uh, Warren Sharp. I definitely uh, think he's a little bit of a, a hot take artist. And but he uh, he has an interesting tweet from last month. For a young Joe Flacco, the Ravens added the following veteran receivers via free agency: Steve Smith, Derek Mason, Dante Stallworth, T.J. Hushmanzada, J- Jacoby Jones. For a young Lamar Jackson, the only <laughs> ones were Des Bryant, who had been out of the NFL for several years, did not start a game, and then Sammy Watkins, who was terrible. So. I just, I just don't understand why this team is Can't not Willie Sneed. <sighs> I mean, it's just <laughs> this team is spending less on their receiver room than any team in the NFL. And you just, you have Lamar before you have to start shelling out 40, $50 million a year for him. And they're but just, the big thing is like, taking advantage. I just don't the big it. thing is like, nobody wants to come to Baltimore because they're not going to get thrown the ball because Lamar doesn't throw the ball. I, I don't no, know how much on. I believe in that narrative. That's bullshit. Yeah. Please. Um, I say, show me the receipt. Like there's only the, the number of, quarterbacks you'd rather have thrown to you than Lamar you can count on one hand show yeah. me the receiver who's who's not signing with Baltimore no I, I want to go take the big money in Jacksonville so I can you know get thrown to by uh, Trevor Lawrence right and he, Trevor Lawrence might be great I don't know but like again Lamar 
I just, this narrative drives me so crazy because like, he's not only like the year that he had when he won the MVP, he threw 36 touchdowns. Yeah. Mark Andrews has like tons of catches. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Andrews had great stats last year. And part of that was lack of other options. Right. Um, Yeah. So I would be the main, if I was a Ravens fan, my main thing would be frustration with the front office that you're not investing in targets for Lamar. Yeah. That's for sure there. I mean, why didn't we go after like these, you know, people that were frustrated with their team, like a Debo, you know, but, or like a Julio Jones. The big scuttlebutt was like, why don't we sign Julio Jones? I don't know if well, I would have been a big yeah, fan I mean, of that. Yeah, but... He did not look good in Atlanta. He looked worse right. in Tennessee. Exactly. Um, you know, now that he's playing with a 44 year old, I'm sure he'll look good all of a sudden. But, you know, yeah. God hates us. But you think I'm a little too high on the Ravens? You had them what, seven? I have them seven. And you're like, no, the goal is just to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're probably a little high. I think I would probably fall right in between you two and a nine. Okay. I mean, you win 12 games. There's not going to be nine teams in the league who win 12 games. So, okay. yeah. All right, Wheels, any other takes on the Ravens? I do think they're the LeBron team this year, which is like everything LeBron does is just like part of the GOAT debate and part of like, you know, the main sort of debate on NBA Twitter. And I think that's where the Ravens are now with Lamar. It's like everything Lamar does has to be dissected to the 15th degree. And it's it's kind of annoying, but that's that's what kind of season both. Jason, did you understand that analogy? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.